that i think i got it fixed i knew there was going to be something bad happen i knew there was going to be something and i'll tell you why because i opened up my Streamlabs obs today and it was like you're not signed in anymore and i'm like ah crap i don't know what, i never even signed in ever so i had to set up a whole new sign and everything like that i got the whole thing set up and it was all of my settings were gone i had to reset up everything i knew i was going to mess something up and i did so Perfect. All right. Yes, everybody. So I got it working again. Okay. Yeah, I, I figured out what was wrong pretty quick, but I apologize for that, folks. All right. The riddle. You guys ready for this riddle? We've got... All, how many people we got in here? 18. Oops. 30. I mean, my phone says 18, but my uh, computer says 30. Okay. So 30 concurrent viewers. That's <laughs> so sad. Is it counting me and you? <laughs> I hope not. I think that, it's probably counting a, you. That's even more upsetting now if they're <laughs> counting us. Eventually, we're going to get down to like two viewers. <laughs> Just the two of us. Wait, I have your YouTube open on my phone and the laptop, so... That's, that's like three? Three. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So here's the riddle. Here's the riddle. I just made it up, so it's going to be messy and ugly, and, and it's not going to work very well, but let's do it anyway. All right. I live... On the hundredth floor, the one hundredth floor of a building. No one lives below me, no one lives above me, no one lives on either side. How is that possible? I've I've not told you this riddle either, have I? I know you didn't tell me. That's no, why I So this is I made it up like just before the show. So there's yeah. probably answers that I didn't think of that aren't the correct answer, or at least not the answer I'm thinking of. So if you come up with some scientific convoluted answer it's not it. It's a very simple answer. Simple question, simple answer. It's a very simple riddle. All right. Now, I will answer. I'll let you guys think about that for a second. In the meantime, I'd like to get to our first story. Let's see here. So this is a woman, judge, talking about Donald Trump's case, I think, you know, for... for um, you know, election fraud or whatever. I don't know exactly what this case is. Somebody just sent me this. So I don't actually know the specifics about this, but I'd like to play it. And the reason I'd like to play it is because I want to show everybody what a, um, how bad things are right now. This is how bad things are. This is a judge talking about the election and potential election fraud. 
Alright, one moment, please. Let's switch. Back to the statement that you made prior to Justice Bradley's question. You said that there was fraud in this election. I cannot believe that you are going to come forward and you are going to accuse our fellow Wisconsinites from engaging in fraud in this election. The people of Wisconsin should be thanked for exercising their civic duty for doing what is asked of them in coming to vote. We should be thanking them. We should be thanking the poll, the election workers and the canvassers and the local officials who soldiers on through this historic election during a global pandemic. In this state, we accept the will of the voters and they spoke. And for you to come forward today and start just using, throwing out allegations of fraud with zero evidence what whatsoever, you know, what is America? It is not self-governance. I'm sorry, it is self-governance. It is not governance from a king. And what you want is you want us to overturn this election so that your king can stay in power. And that is so un-American. And for you to say that anyone in Wisconsin engaged in fraud, for you to perpetuate that fallacy on the people of Wisconsin and the people of the United States in America in what has been called the most significant election in our lifetime is nothing short of shameful. <laughs> okay, that was my fault. That's embarrassing. All right, but I figured it out. I figured it out. All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I like the red flags you guys put up there. So, there, this is not shameful. All right, this is not shameful. There is nothing shameful about expressing a belief, expressing an idea that there is, in fact, some kind of voter fraud. All right? What, what are you laughing? People saying, come on, man. <laughs> Don't you mock me. <laughs> I'm Mr. Reagan. <laughs> you, yeah, you're not the Biden. Yeah, you know, feel free to mock me. It's, it's perfectly fine. I, obviously, I messed up. All right, so, okay. So, this judge is saying that it's shameful to claim that there's election fraud. Why is that shameful? What Democrats were doing last four years. <laughs> yeah, since since Trump was elected, we've been we've heard tons of claims of election fraud, and that's their right. We can roll our eyes, we can dismiss it, we can say that's silly, that's ridiculous. But nobody said, "Oh, you're trying to overturn our democracy. You're an evil person." We just kind of rolled our eyes and said Hillary Clinton's just a sore loser. When it comes to the 
Trump situation where a lot of conservatives believe there was voter fraud, leftists are acting like we're doing something terrible by claiming there's voter fraud. Look, in a free country, in a free country, the single most important thing that you must be able to say is that you believe there was election fraud, that you believe the election was stolen, right? Because how, how are you going to preserve your system of government if you're not allowed to criticize it? And this is the problem that we have here. This judge, I don't necessarily believe that she is a completely evil person, but I believe that she has been convinced through the media, through the, uh, the other politicians, that any kind of accusation of voter fraud is somehow... Uh, you know, an attempt to steal democracy, to attempt to steal the election. And it's just not true. It's just not true, okay? There are legitimate concerns about the election. There are legitimate red flags. There's a complete lack of transparency, all right? That alone is incredibly uh, uh, disconcerting. You need transparency in a democracy for people to be reassured that the election was fair. There's no transparency here. And the more transparency we de demand, the more transparency we demand, the more they try to cover things up and say, oh, you're not allowed to look here, you're not allowed to look there. So, yeah, of course people, there, look, there's a lot of people out there who are never going to believe that this election was fair. And for this judge to say, oh, shame on you for claiming that there's election fraud, screw her. She should not be a judge. If she's that biased, that she doesn't even think that the accusation should be able to be made, she should not have that job. She is not an, she's not wise enough to have that position because everyone has a right to make, look, if people are lying, if people genuinely don't believe there was election fraud and they're claiming that there's election fraud for some kind of you know, political reason, which what they're claiming Trump is doing, which I don't believe for a second, that would actually be a bad thing to do. I think that would be shameful. But her assumption that people don't really believe it, that we're all just making this up for some kind of... I, I can't tell you how many people I know who genuinely believe there was election fraud, right? Sebastian Gorka, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, pretty much every big conservative name in the media, uh, even Tucker Carlson, <clears throat> you watch his show, he talks about it. Almost every single major conservative out there in the media believes there was election fraud. I think the only one who doesn't is Ben Shapiro. <laughs> but, but everybody else pretty much is like, yeah, it looks like there was probably election fraud. But like, you know, it hasn't been able to sort of, you know, there's no videotape of Nancy Pelosi scheming. So, <clears throat> you know, we don't have that uh, <clears throat> bloody knife. All right, why don't we... Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with my rant, so okay. I'm going to answer the riddle for you. Okay, at the, at the top of the show, a lot of you guys missed this, but at the top of the show, I asked a riddle. It was a riddle I made up, so it might not be a very good riddle, but here's the riddle. I live in an apartment on the 100th floor. No one lives above me. Nobody lives on either side. Nobody lives below me. How is this possible? Valeria, have you had time to think about this riddle? I was just thinking about one thing. is Trump in his tower. That's <laughs> Trump in his tower? Yeah, it's, it's nothing too clever. It's, it's a very simple riddle. It's probably many answers. Does, it, does anybody have an answer in the comments? Well, I was paying attention to... Yeah, I was reading some comments, but... Right. Okay, so the answer to this riddle is simple. The answer to this riddle is... I'm lying. <laughs> That's the answer to the riddle, right? The person who makes the claim is lying. It's a ridiculous notion. It's a ridiculous thing to say. And, okay, and, and look, this riddle could be manufactured in probably way better ways than what I came up with. I just came up with something quickly that sounded a bit ridiculous. But there's a lot of silly things, a lot of impossible things, a lot of absurd things that are mentioned in the media these days. And it's, it's often hard to get your head into this position where you're thinking... 
where you're thinking, oh, this person's lying, right? I mean, for most conservatives, for most people who watch my show, people who support Trump, that sort of thing, it's very easy to get your head around that idea. But the problem is that's not where our head goes normally. We have a tendency to trust people when they tell us something. Because why lie, right? Most of the time, 99% of the time in the world, you don't really have a reason to lie. And so or when you're an adult, when you're a child, I think kids lie a lot. But when you get to be an adult, there's not a huge amount of, of reason to lie to people. There's a lot more reason not to, right? Because if you get caught in a lie, people lose respect for you. So you learn after you're, you know, you're a child, you learn that it's best not to lie unless you really, really have to. Right, unless you're in a dire situation, like you've murdered somebody. Okay? Then I expect people are probably going to lie. It's probably the most sensible uh, path. Um, so criminals have a, have, a, have, a, you know, have a good reason to lie. But the rest of us, most people don't lie. And, so, and because we don't lie, we accept what people have to say. And this is the problem with Democrat voters. The media is lying to them. And they don't, they're not skeptical enough. They're not thinking enough about the lie. Anyway, that's just an idea that I had earlier today. You guys may think it's stupid. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a thought that I had earlier. Okay, so without further ado, let us get to the first news story. Valeria? Okay. Can I read it my way? You can read it however you want, Don. Okay. The Biden assistant, <laughs> Biden's assistant secretary of health advocates for child sex changes. Yeah. Okay. So this is, I think you guys all know who this is. This is... Uh, a guy who calls himself ah, Rachel. Ah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, Rachel I read Levine. About this. Mm-hmm. The Biden hired the Rachel Levine, yeah. whose real name is Richard. Uh, so Dick Levine is here uh, uh, running things. Uh, let me just read some of this story, um, and I'll play you some of the the video here. Um, because okay, so the real issue I think with this dude is not that he advocates trans stuff. You'd sort of expect that uh, of this guy. The, thing, the problem that I have is that he, he was um, the secretary of the Pennsylvania Department of Health, and he put all of these old people in nursing homes like, um, like Cuomo did. But at the same time he was putting all these COVID patients in nursing homes, he took his own mother out of the nursing home and put her up in a hotel. Because he knew what he was doing was killing people. And this is the guy who gets put in charge uh, at the federal level? This whole... Leftists are a joke, all right? Leftists are a joke. They're criminals, and they can't be taken seriously as, you know, in positions of power or government. All right, so it says here, COVID overkill. During Levine's time as Secretary of the Pennsylvania Department of Health, Levine and Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf drew headlines by engaging in a draconian campaign of threats against uh, counties that questioned state COVID-19 guidelines and wished to reopen their local economies as local businesses fell uh, further into despair. So the, the various counties in Pennsylvania were like, we're going to open up. And <clears throat> this dude who wears his hair long and wears lipstick and Tom Wolf, the governor, were like, no, you're not allowed to do that because we say so. And these counties were like, yeah, but we don't have a high infection rate and these businesses are dying. They're like, we don't care. We're Democrats. Our authoritarian rule is final. Additionally, Levine famously, uh, sorry, infamously, uh, forced COVID-19 patients out of hospitals and into nursing homes uh, and long ca- long-term care facilities, exacerbating the spread of the virus to the elderly and infirm, among whom it proved to be most lethal, um, as we know. Levine repeatedly downplayed this criticism, arguing that it was ne- a necessary part of the state's coronavirus response and that COVID-19 was already present in those facilities. <laughs> They're already riddled with covid 
Doesn't matter if we threw throw a couple of other diseased people in there. Why not? Why not? What an a-hole. That's just unbelievable, really. Uh, while Levine was actively uh, putting these elderly residents at grave risk, Levine chose to personally play by a different set of rules by quietly remo removing a parent from a nursing home facility early in the pandemic. He took his mom out and he put her in a hotel. All right, so I'm going to play this video for you. Hopefully I remember to turn the audio back on next time I switch back. Okay. <laughs> So what if you're a transgender teenager? So what if you remember puberty? Wasn't that fun? Wasn't it? Wasn't that? Wasn't that a lot of fun? Um, so what if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you're a transgender young woman, meaning male to female, and and now you're getting, you know, your voice is dropping, you're getting bigger, you're getting hair everywhere, and you're growing those tentacles. You know? Um, and, and what if you're a transgender young man and now you have breast development and periods? It can be terrifying. There's a lot of mental health issues during that time. The previous treatment uh, before these new guidelines came about were, that's when you're 18 and have a nice life. Basically, there were no medical, there was no medical treatment for individuals that were under 18. So there are new guidelines. So these are the new guidelines that are very well accepted by, by um, healthcare professionals, uh, their international guidelines, and most children's hospitals um, will be doing for, for pre-pubertal children. There is no medical Well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, they're pre-pubertal, so they don't really have clinical levels of sex hormones, so what medical treatment? So the idea would be to see a counselor or a therapist who is supportive, who has knowledge about these issues, to, um, you know, come, you could come see me medically, and depending on their age, come see me in a year or two, but there's no, nothing medical. First phase, at the young adolescent age, is to give what are called a pubertal block. You give a medicine to block the progression of start low doses, you gradually increase, so that they never go through the wrong puberty. All right, I've heard enough of this. I find this so disturbing. Uh, I can't even really watch it. It's... Uh, this guy's basically saying that children should be given these puberty blockers so that they never develop into men or never develop into women, depending upon which uh, gender that they want to be when they're kids. <laughs> I think these aren't like, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-olds. These are like 10-year-olds that he's talking about. Yeah. This is the guy that's, that's going to be running our health care, essentially. What an absolute psycho. All right, look. Hey, this is the truth, all right? I'm sorry. A lot of people are going to say this is bigoted, this is terrible, but a lot of people agree with me, all right? Being trans very well may be a manifestation of a psychological disorder. This is the accepted reality in a lot of places around the world, right? Russia, Russia, if you're trans, they think you're crazy. Uh, actually, yes. I, I lived in like a small village, but when I moved to town, it was like 200 thousand people mm -hmm. the whole town knew about one guy who was dressed up as a girl yeah like looked like a guy but in dresses he had legitimate psychological problem right yeah so i actually in <coughs> russia it's unusual in my area to see person like this but yeah and even just like two years ago i mean in in hollywood uh here in los angeles you see a lot of trans people running around on the streets and they're screaming and yelling and they're like at, at, at nothing, you know, beside them. They're like, they're crazy people. And so until very recently, pretty much um, trans, even in Los Angeles, was just associated with being crazy. 
If you're trans, you're crazy. That's it, right? That was always the assumption. And now there's this whole push to say, well, if you're trans, you're normal. You're, you're perfectly normal. You just, you just believe that you're a woman inside. Uh, and uh, look, I mean, I, well, I, I honestly... there's some people actually, since they're children, like small age, they feel like... Sure, there are some girls that act like boys. They're called tomboys. My favorite toy when I was a child was a white police car. Yeah, and look how masculine you are now. You're the masculine in toxic masculinity. <laughs> um, I gotta get a camera on this girl so you can see how butch she is. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get it in the voice. You gotta get it in the voice. Um, your screen is a thumbnail. What is going on now? Oh yeah, my screen is a thumbnail. God, I, everything I do, everything I do, I'm messing this whole thing up. It's this stupid new Streamlabs thing. I don't know what they did, but they screwed me up. If I had figured this out earlier this morning, it would be fine. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Sar Jim. Sar Jim. What a gentleman. <laughs> Your screen is a thumbnail. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's embarrassing. I'm, I'm just messing up this whole episode. <laughs> this whole stream. I'm sure they'll forgive you. No, they'll never forgive me. It's okay. over. But I'll tell... Okay, so, look. I, I actually feel like the entire LGBT situation... A, A through Z. Yeah, <laughs> the alphabet club. I think that whole situation needs to be more available for scrutiny. In, in, the sci in, in every scientific field, in, you know, in, in society, online, on Twitter, these kinds of things. Like, I think that this assumption that people are born this way is ridiculous, right? Anybody can just go be gay. Look at the whole prison situation, right? There are tons of instances of prisoners going into prison, right? They're all, like, messed up because there's no women around. They end up having sex with other dudes. I don't want to hear about that. Then they leave college. <laughs> What's that? No, it's fine. They leave, they leave college. College. <laughs> Some guys leave college, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then they leave their pr pr the prison, and then they're never gay again. Right? These guys have this sort of like thing, right? It, prisoners. It's like a known thing. I, I've read about it. There was, there was one prisoner in particular who wrote a book. He was like a criminal, like a, some kind of felon. He written a book about his experiences in prison and, and prison culture Every and all that kind of stuff. Every prison is like this, even in Russia. Right. This doesn't mean they're gay. They're just screwing other dudes for something to screw, right? It's sort of like, it's sort the, of like the, guys... The, the question is, are you going to be screwed or you are the person who is going to screw other people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to think too much about that. But, okay. <laughs> but like, you know, there, there's all these um, <clears throat> cliches about farmers in, uh, you know, the highlands of Scotland or New Zealand or, you know, these remote locations uh, who are having sex with the, um, you know, their, their livestock. Uh, I doubt they're born that way. I doubt they're born attracted to cows or sheep. You know, I, I, I highly doubt that that's their nature, right? So are some gay men born that way? Some lesbian women born that way? I, I mean, sure, possibly, probably, maybe, whatever. I don't know. But this assumption that it's all this, the science is settled and we all just got to take this, you know. No, the science is not settled. That, the science is not correct. If the, if the science says every single a uh, 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 gay man is born gay, check your work again, scientist, because that's obviously not true, just from, a, just from like a common sense perspective. And this idea that trans people are, are absolutely not crazy, there's nothing wrong with them at all, that's, okay, they've done uh, some studies that show that trans people have psychological problems higher than the rest of the population. 
And a lot of the, what this guy's advocating is, <clears throat> you know, to, to, to allow these people to have these medical procedures, to take these drugs in order to prevent them from being suicidal. And some study apparently had been, has been done recently where it said that if young people are given these drugs early on, that they become less suicidal later in life. But that's, that's, poten that's a potentially causal relationship that has nothing to do with ameliorating their psychological problems. Because the assumption keeps being, uh, the assumption is w within groups that are like pro-trans, is that these people are not trans because they're crazy. They're crazy because society treats them poorly because they're trans. And I don't think that that's actually true. And the reason I don't think that's true is because for the most part, people, you, you will find bullies for every kind of person. Short people, fat people, you know, skinny people, whatever. You're going you're gonna to find bullies. And you're also going to find people who want to take care of the victims of bullying, right? You're always going to find... So everybody, every nerd, every loser, they will always find little pockets of friends. Now, sometimes people are alone. They're lonely. They're, they're you know, they feel like losers. They feel defeated. They need some help, something like that. But that's going to be true across the board. I knew people like that my whole life growing up. And it's not just trans people, but, like, there is a certain mentality of, like, I want to be a victim. And so there's no easily distinguishable way to say I'm a victim if you're just like a normal white kid, right? If you're black, you can say I'm a, I'm a victim because I'm black. If you're a girl, you can say I'm a victim because I'm, I'm a girl, uh, you know, something like that. So if you're just a normal person, you don't have any of these kind of characteristics that will make you, you know, naturally a victim in the eyes of the left. You can become gay or you can become bi or you can become trans or something like that. And then it's obvious you are in a victim class. So I think people are actually drawn to it for that reason. Now, it could be, I, I think there might be two kinds of trans people, right? The kind of trans people that naturally have something that's so wrong with them that they, they want attention or they want to be different or, you know, something like that. And maybe their family does reject them, you know, and those kind of people I think do have major psychological problems. Another kind of trans person, I think, are the trans people that are encouraged to be trans by their parents. Uh, like I saw, we, we saw like children's videos. You see kids like yeah, this. Mm -hmm. And I think the youngest trans people are not people with psychological problems. I think the youngest trans people tend to be people who are, you know, who have parents that drive them toward that, who encourage them. So if you have parents that are very encouraging and trying to teach you that trans is normal and putting you in that spot, um, you, you probably live in a community that's very far left, people that encourage that sort of thing. And you're not necessarily the kind of person with psychological problems to begin with. So certainly those are the kind of people that are going to get these drugs. And so if you do a test and you look at the people who got the drugs and the people who didn't get the drugs, it may just be that the people who got the drugs are turning out less suicidal because they were less suicidal to begin with. They were more normal people within that group. Right? That's my guess about that study. And that is probably the most um, controversial subject I'll, I've tackled on the show so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, in uh, in March, we, me and you, we are invited by my friend to her gender reveal party. And I was like, when she, when she texted me, I was like, how dare you <laughs> to reveal your baby's Child gender. gender. Yeah. <laughs> baby's supposed to decide. Should be genderless. <laughs> I wasn't invited. Well, now I'm telling you that we are. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm, a, I'm invited to a gender reveal party, guys. I've never been in one. I've never been. I've never been to one either. 
I think I think uh, John and Marcy had one a while back, but we don't live in Oregon, so we couldn't go. My, my brother. All right, so let's move on to the next news story. Uh, Governor Cuomo's former aide accuses him of sexual harassment. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Lindsay Boylan. Lindsay Boylan. This is exciting. You've heard about this, right? Yes. Yeah, you must have. Uh, any thoughts? Donnie? Hello? No. <laughs> she just has a, a look of disgust. And just, uh, he, ha- he have, have a scandal. He has a scandal already uh-huh. with nursing homes. Now he has this scandal. Like, how long he's going to be... Where, where is he now? Is any, can anybody, like, prosecute... Can he resign? Like, <laughs> you mean because some, it's a scandal on top of a scandal? On, yeah, like. All right. Well, this is this is my perspective on this. I think that um, Cuomo's scandal with the nursing homes, having put all those lives in danger, and then covered that up. You know, he could have said, "Look, we did, we we made a mistake. We didn't have all the information at the time. We effed up. Or you know, this is obviously a tragedy. This is terrible." take accountability but had he done that no i think he re- would have had would re- he realized that he would have had to step down as, as governor i think he would have said well you know i need to i need to take responsibility for this i need to step down you know this is the gentlemanly thing to do but he didn't want to step down so he said uh i didn't do anything <laughs> Not, nothing to see here guys you know when when they were talking about investigating what he did he said there's there's nothing to investigate. I mean, I would have an investigation, but why, there's... Why, why would he, like, yeah, we made a mistake? Every... Like, uh, president is a Democrat. Yeah. Everything is Democrat. Like, he's going to get protection, like, enough protection. What do you mean? So, he's not oh, going to oh, be... Oh, 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 Well, he don't, he don't I think, need to, he don't I think need at this like, point, because Trump's gone, the media is a little bit less forgiving of Democrats in office. I think while Trump was in office, it was... 100% anti-Trump, 100% protecting of Democrats in office all the time by CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, everybody. But now that Trump's gone and Democrats are basically in, in power everywhere on the federal level. Um, How are they just going to fight with each other? There's no one else really to go after. If, if, this, you know, if this is a big story, you know, CNN's going to say, I guess we have to cover it. I mean, what are they going to do? They, they're not, nobody's going to watch CNN ever again. What are they going to say every single episode? Or every single day from, you know, 24 hours a day. Biden is doing great, guys. He's perfectly lucid. He's not losing his mind at all. That little mistake he made saying the N-word the other day, that <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> uh, no, they, they've got to go after these little things. And this one is so big that I think even CNN has to acknowledge it. The frustrating thing is this, of course, this story broke long before. And actually, the Boylan story broke as well before the election, before the 2020 election. But because they were so concerned about helping Trump and, and hurting Biden and hurting the left generally, they wouldn't report on this stuff. Is just uh, I mean, I think the worst thing about this Boylan story is, maybe, that, is, maybe the, helping, is the media cover up. Maybe helping Biden and hurt Trump? Well, okay, because Cuomo is a leftist okay. as a Democrat, the, the, you know, the media wouldn't go after him. But now that, now that Trump's out of office, they'll go after Democrats a little bit more likely. It's not completely, but now, so one thing I'd like to say about this Boylan woman, she's a very beautiful woman. That's not her, but I don't know who that is. Um, let's see here. 
she's she's obviously a beautiful woman. I mean, so here's the thing. It's a tough thing for me to be super critical of um, Andrew Cuomo here because I'm a fairly flirtatious guy myself. And if I, you know, before we were together, <laughs> before we're not now, not anymore, I've never talked to a girl anywhere ever anymore. But before we were together, I would often say kind of cheeky, fun things to girls, flirt with them and stuff like that because I would tend to get a positive reaction, right? It was a bit of fun, you know? And, you know, I, I, don't, I never really got into trouble for it, um, but I'm not a politician, you know? But I certainly had situations where women got the Chris, wrong impression. don't put you in coma. Huh? Like, don't come, like... No, I'm going to compare... His, did you see his face? <laughs> As I said before... Maybe he was better looking when he was younger. You he wanna, has a face You want to look to see? He has a face of an idiot. Yeah, sure. It's a young uh, Andrew Cuomo. Let's see here. Hopefully porn doesn't come up. Let's see here. Um, okay, so, yeah, I mean, he looks all right there. I mean, he was... I don't know. Let's see here. Yeah, he was never, like, the best-looking guy in the world. His brother was way better looking. Chris, It makes sense that Chris got on t- TV. Um, but anyway, I get, the, the point I'm trying to make is this guy, Andrew Cuomo, probably found that over the years he had a positive reaction from certain kinds of girls when he would say certain kinds of things to them. And so this woman, uh, uh, Boylan, you know, working for him, wanting to make him like her, probably reacted, at least to some degree, positively when he would say cheeky things to her. Um, And then probably it escalated and eventually it got a bit out of hand. But there's nothing that I saw or read that was like a super sexual harassment violation. He, he, she said that he kissed her once. uh, And she didn't like it and she walked away. What that says to me is he got some kind of an idea in his... And, and this is terrible that I'm defending a flipping Democrat, but it's in the news, so I'm doing it. I, this is how I feel. This is my perspective, okay? I'm sorry. People are going to be pissed at me. I don't care. She probably thought that he was trying to... or Well, he probably thought that she liked him for whatever reason. She was being nice to him. She was flirting with him, something like that. So then he thought, this is my shot, went for it. She was like, oh, no, you look like a, an old baseball glove. And she walked <laughs> off. Right. She didn't say that after that he kept pursuing her. So obviously he took the hint. Right. He had suggested to her that they play strip poker at some point. To me, that's just kind of flirty body language. I mean, look, <clears throat> body being B-A-W-D-Y, not B-O-D-Y. That's a little vocabulary lesson for you there, kids. <laughs> look, point is, I don't think this is a significant story. I don't think this is a big deal. Is he guilty of sexual harassment? I mean, I've. she says that he was, like, even worse with other people. Chris, have you ever seen a, a California training about sexual harassment? Because I was required to watch <laughs> yes. one-hour video. This is, like, Hollywood stuff. Sexual harassment. Yeah. Not just one video. Right. Two or three. Yeah. Any, like... Anything you you do, body language, a, like a glaze on somebody, everything can be... I think she means glance gla- or gaze. But glaze works as well. Uh, like gla- if you glance, glaze somebody, like you're you in look, real trouble. When you look at somebody, like, what is it, glance? That's just vulgar. The, Chris, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. 
So you know what、mm. I'm trying to say.、Uh-huh. Even if you will look at s- somebody, I don't know, they can say, "Yo, you, you are." Oh, of course. Like, yeah. The rules that they were, the situations <coughs> they were playing in this video, I was, I was watching, was like, oh my gosh. The yeah, how little the things could be. But so, well, that's the reason I wanted to bring up my own life and and the things that I've done because although I've never been sort of like accused of you know inappropriately going after a, a, a woman in an aggressive way, I have had instances where a girl thought maybe I w- wanted to date her or I was like interested, and I wasn't. I was just sort of like. Having fun, goofing around, you know, making jokes, being kind of a little bit flirtatious, being a you know a bit silly, bit, a bit fun, a bit of fun. Actually, I got kicked out of an apartment once because this girl thought that we were gonna like that we were in love or something like that. She was my roommate. We never did anything or anything. We I never took her out. We never I never touched the girl. All right, she I would just talk to her occasionally because you were being so nice to her, so nice, like so polite. She had the flu、uh, when she moved in. She had the flu、yes, for about two weeks, you, and every day I would ask her if she wanted me to make her tea or soup or something like that. As a roommate, you took care of her when she was sick, and she thought、yes. that she, you have a thing for her. I think I would think the same thing. Well, yeah, because you、But、look like a Victoria's case, Secret model. In my case, you would actually. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Look.、Uh, For me, I guess th- so. Different people have different approaches to how they deal with people of the opposite sex, right? With me, I'm very clear. If I like a girl, she'll know, right? I'll tell her I want to take her out. I'll tell her she's, you know, very beautiful and all this kind of thing. But if it's a girl that I'm not interested in, I- I'm not gonna, I'm not going to treat her like crap. I'm not gonna treat her like she's, you know, wor- a worthless loser. You know, she still has value. She's still an intelligent, charming, potentially charming person, depending on who it is. So you know, I'll probably laugh with her. I'll probably have you know make jokes. I'll probably talk with her if we're in a situation. I'm not going to go out and like seek out women I'm not attracted to and go spend time with them. But if they happen to be around, I'm not going to be rude, you know. And so that ends up kind of happening. These miscommunications sometimes happen, and I just don't think this is a really big story. I, I think people are making way too big of a deal about this. I think that we should focus on the nursing home scandal because to me that is deadly. That was actually an, a serious thing. This to me, this is just a distraction. She's a very beautiful girl. I can totally understand Andrew Cuomo trying to kind of get with her, especially if she was, re- you know, responding positively to him. I don't think this is such a big deal. I don't think this is sexual harassment, really. But that's just my perspective.、Okay. So I'm defending Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> which well, I never thought I would do. You're trying to be fair. Doesn't matter if he's Democrat. I'm trying to be fair. I'm、yeah. trying to be fair, and and I'll. De- Look, I'll, I'll defend somebody if they're、uh, a Democrat or Republican. You know, if I think they need defending, and I will try to, you know, I'll try to take down people who are Democrat or Republican if I think they need to get taken down, like Mitch McConnell. All right, let's move on to the next story. Biden war.、Uh, Biden. Biden would never. The Biden. The would Biden. never keep kids in cages, just containers. Yeah.、Um, okay. Well, I think that this story is one that we've all heard already. This has been playing throughout the day,、um, but it's a <laughs> but it's a great story because it just it just shows how out of touch the left was when Trump was in office. Like leftists hadn't figured out that like the reason that kids were being kept in. You know, facilities apart from the adults wasn't because we, you know, wanted to treat them poorly. It's because we wanted to protect them. We wanted to treat them well. 
right? Yeah, Even because the, you want to find out if the person who brought the child was the actual yeah. parent, mm-hmm. not just some kid that got kidnapped. Exactly right. So you can cross the or border. Or a drug mule, somebody who is hired to, to take drugs across the border. Yeah. They sometimes mm-hmm. get kids to do that. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of uh, reasons why you want to stop these uh, kids and put them in a separate uh, you know, facility. And there were these photos that were taken that were actually taken during Obama's administration. And they were posted and everybody said, look what Trump's doing. And then eventually it was, <laughs> it was discovered that these pictures were taken during the Obama administration. But by then, the news story had spread so um, far and wide that you know, every leftist in the world was like, Trump is pure evil. Trump's keeping kids in cages. So now the shoe's sort of on the other foot, right? Because because <laughs> the Biden administration now has to figure out how to deal with these kids. And they're like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? Like, we now we have to deal with this. And they recognize the same issues that the Trump administration realized and the Obama administration do realized anything. before them. Like Biden's not doing anything um, on China. Well, here's here's where I think things get really bad. And, because and, I saw the article today that Biden is going the same way as Trump. Mm-hmm about China. Yeah, well, I mean, to your point, you make an excellent point, which is just that um, it's very easy to criticize somebody in office. Uh, It's much harder to actually do something better than they're doing if they're actually not doing a bad job, right? So it's easy to say, you're doing a bad job, you're doing a bad job, you're doing a bad job about Trump, but Trump wasn't doing a bad job. So now they're in office and they're like, all these, all these different things that Trump had put in place, they're trying to figure out how to do it better, and they realize they can't. But one thing that I think is that they're doing far, far worse, far, far worse, is that they are at least stating that they're going to implement all these things like amnesty. They're going to open up, you know, they're going to they're stop construction on the wall. They're going to stop enforcing, you know, uh, they're going to stop basically f- stopping people at the border. They're not going to stop people at the border anymore. Just let everybody in, right? They're making all these weird... I mean, they didn't say that specifically, but they've sort of suggested that that's going to be their policy if moving they forward. Gonna, you know, they are, they're kind of sneaky. If they um, will say, okay, we will let everybody in. I mean, not everybody, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We will do the amnesty to legal aliens who are already here. Mm-hmm. I think they will do deportations like crazy. Deportations? Like during Obama administration. There's so I, many see, deportations. See, that's, that's the thing. If they start to do deportations and the media gets wind of it, they'll be criticized. So they're, they're really screwed because while Trump was in office... Who will criticize them? The media will definitely criticize them for that. Certain people in the media will. Now... During the Trump administration, they said, we're going to do all these things. They, they kind of indicated that it was going to be like an open borders policy. That was the kind of sum of all the different parts. And everybody was going to get amnesty and all this kind of stuff. It was going to be like a, a migrant utopia. And uh, so if they don't do that, they are going to face some kind of blowback. They are going to face some criticism. But that would be devastating in many ways to the country. So they can't do that. So now they're in this sort of checkmate position, or not checkmate, stalemate position, where they really can't move one way, they can't move the other. Um, what was my point going to be about this uh, Jen Psaki thing? Yeah, but this, to me this is really funny, because now they're basically doing many of the similar things that, that Trump did. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So a lot of the stuff that they've announced, a lot of the statements that they've made, both before the election and since, 
have emboldened all these people from like Guatemala and places like that who say, oh, the United States is now going to open their borders and they're going to give amnesty to all of us. So they have basically encouraged people to come in. So now Joe Biden is in this position. Well, not Joe Biden because he doesn't really do anything. But the Biden administration is in this position where they've essentially encouraged everybody to come up and they can't do the things that they said they were going to do. So now they have this like massive. They can't because, first of all, they said amnesty only for the people who were in the United States before January 1st, 2021. Oh, is that before what they said? When did they say that? Well, they said that. Okay. Whatever, 11 million illegal aliens going to get the, their status. But if yeah. they can prove they were here before January 1st. Was it 11 million? I can't remember what they said, but whatever the number they said, what was far less than actually is here. So that, that, was, that was kind of annoying. Let's see. Um, let's watch Jen Psaki suffer, shall we, guys? Platform if they choose to. Uh-oh. Oh, go ahead. Thank you, Jen. We spoke yesterday about immigration and this facility, HHS facility in Carrizo Springs, Texas, for migrant children. And kids in cages. We've seen some photos now of containers. Is there a better description? Is it kids in containers instead of kids in cages? What is the, the White House's description of this facility? Well, let me, let me give a broader description of what's happening here. We have a number of unaccompanied minors, children who are coming into the country without their families. What we are not doing, what the last administration did, was separate those kids, rip them from the arms of their parents at the border. We are not doing that. That is immoral and that is not the approach of this administration. These kids, we have a couple of options. We can send them back home and do a dangerous journey back. We are not doing that either. That is also putting them at risk. We can quickly transfer them from CBP to these HHS-run facilities. That's one option. Or we can put them with families and sponsors without any vetting. There were some problems that that, that that process ran into as well. We've chosen the middle option. And these HHS facilities, this is one of them you're referring to, we had to expand and open additional facilities because there was not enough space in the existing facilities and if we were to abide by COVID protocols. That's the process and the step. This facility in Texas, which has been reopened, uh, has been revamped, has been, uh, there are teachers, there is medical facilities, and our objective is to move them, move these kids quickly from there to vetted, sponsored families, uh, and to places where they can safely be. This is a difficult situation. It's a difficult choice. That's the choice we've made. That cracks me up. I love, I love seeing. I love watching her like struggle. She's like a spider in a jar, with like a hot lamp next to it, and she's like freaking out because it is a difficult situation. That's exactly right. I, you know, it's it's amazing. Like you don't really understand somebody else's suffering until you walk a mile in their shoes, right? They're now having to basically face the same situation that Trump faced and Obama before him, even, right? How do you deal with illegal immigrants? And, and they're finding that they've got to do exactly the same thing Trump did. She's, what did she say? She characterized what Trump did totally disingenuously and then said, we're not doing that. Well, we're not tearing them from the arms of their mothers. We're not doing that like Trump did. We're not, mur we're not shooting yeah, them Trump in the was face. personally going there and yeah. taking yeah, every Trump child go going, one uh, by one from Listen, their lady, mothers. grabbing their hair, grabbing the kid away from them. 
throw them in a cage. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't break their arms like Trump did. We didn't we didn't punch them in the face like Trump did. I mean, you can say any kind of like nonsense. Actually, Melania Trump, she was working uh, to re- reunite the family. Of course, yeah, they did I remember. Such a yeah. big job, like huge, complicated. And nobody covered it. No, no, that's what Melania yeah. was complaining about. She was like, "No, I'm swearing." I, I kind of liked her more after that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. She finally, finally shows some character, like you know, and uh, yeah, and they were doing good things for um, immigrants. Nobody, nobody cared. No, no. I mean, Trump did a lot of things that the left should have liked, right? He, he set up a, um, a whole si- system to try to combat um, the oppression of, of homosexuals around the world. And that's a thing that leftists have to love, you know, because a lot of, in a lot of places, if you're gay, you, you're murdered or, you know, you're imprisoned or something like that. Trump set up a thing to try to stop that around the world. Trump put, pumped in a bunch of money, tons of money into the black community in America. Different kind of black programs for black businesses, all kinds of black stuff, right? Nobody talked about that. Nobody covered that. Van Jones mentioned it once on CNN, and it was actually news because Van Jones mentioned it on CNN. I mean, Trump did so many things for black people, and this they just wouldn't cover it. So many things for gay people, they just wouldn't cover it. I mean, Trump did as much as he could for as many people as he thought needed help in whatever way he thought. Now, Trump and I might disagree with who needs help all the time, but I do appreciate that he was trying to help people with federal money. He did help a lot, uh, especially to the black community, because there was the lowest black unemployment in the last... Oh, yeah. Well, that's how I look at it, right? Actually, increasing the quality of life of all Americans is really the best strategy. You know, creating a system that facilitates the growth of... Yeah, because if you will make better... Um, like taxes, taxes and cuts and other stuff for businesses, they will hire more people. You will hire more hiring people. more yeah. people, lower unemployment. Yeah, it's that that's old adage. Everybody, you know, you, everybody win in this situation. Yeah, you get. They, there's an old adage in in America. I don't know if it's it's in English. <laughs> uh, if you give a guy a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach a guy to fish, uh, he'll eat for the rest of his life, and uh, I, I love that. So it's it's kind of about education, but it's a kind of a kind of about just facilitating somebody's growth and development, as opposed to just giving them charity or a handout. The left is all about giving people fish, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my favorite. Um, what would you call it? Saying. <laughs> yeah, when you teach somebody how to catch the fish instead of just giving a fish. I don't know what you're trying to say. Um, it's like give people a job so they can person yeah. a job so yeah. he can earn the money and <clears throat> feed himself. Yeah. <clears throat> Instead yeah. of just giving him food. That's you know? your favorite. You don't know the word. Um. This is this is good television right here, folks. This is real entertainment. <laughs> Listening to a girl try to think of a word. Okay, let's move on to the next story. Democrats push Biden again, Biden, okay. Democrats push Biden to share his authority over U.S. nuclear weapons. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is mental. This is one of the craziest things um, that I've read about in a while. 
So th this, again, stems back from when they were, like, afraid that Donald Trump was going to try to n start a nuclear war. Do you remember this? You, you might not have even been in America yet. Were you, were you in the States? You were in the States when Obama was elected, right? You were here. I was in the States. You got here just before uh, Trump was elected, right? A year before Trump got. But you probably weren't paying attention to this election Not stuff. at all. Okay. I just woke up one day and then Trump won and I was like... I think he's going to kick me out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> she was scared of Trump uh, before she met me. So before Trump was elected, a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that the left was saying was that he's going to start a war with North Korea. He's going to start a war with Iran, right? This, this is, he's going to start a war with Russia, right? They kept saying he was going to start a war with everybody. This was like the number one concern of the Democrats. He didn't start a single war. No, he didn't start. He, in fact, he, he pulled troops out of places. He, he was the, probably the least warlike president in uh, American history, maybe. And... Um, but the left was all like, oh, he, you can't give him the nuclear codes. He's going to just he's just going to wake up one night in a drunken stupor. And, you know, despite the fact that he never drank anything in his life. Don't give this button to Biden because he <laughs> will think it's a calling for a medical assistant. You know? <laughs> zero, 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 zero. That's my pin number, right? Oh, one, do we two, just three, launch four, nukes on Russia. Ah, crap. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> hey, you know what? You make a good point, actually. Maybe this is. Maybe I've got this all wrong. Maybe we should take the the nuclear codes away from Joe Biden. Um, but no, no, no. I mean, okay. So this all stems from. All right, let me just read some of the article here. House Democrats want Biden to give up sole authority to launch nuclear weapons. So they don't want to give him to give up authority. They just want to give authority to other people as well. I think probably what they mean is like Pelosi. Imagine that. She's even older. <laughs> she can just... And she's pure evil is the Yeah, problem. she's just working. She can, like, die anytime and just fall on, the, on this nuclear button. Chris, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Valeria's like, concern about giving Nancy Pelosi like, the nuclear codes is that she will literally fall over and on top of the nuclear... Uh, what do you call it? The nuclear football. football. Hit the buttons on football. accident. Okay. It's like, look at this. Old people... When uh, Biden was um, after inauguration, there was a Russian comedy yep. about this, like Biden physically trying to tear the Trump and the Trump was holding a table like, no, I'm not getting the getting out of all office. And Biden was like, say, come on, come on, man. America need the fresh blood. <laughs> <laughs> As if he's so, fresh blood. Yeah. Well, I don't mind people being old. I just want them to be smart and sensible and wise and well, dignified. Well, Pelosi is smart, but she's smart in a yeah, terrible, yeah, yeah. Well, so is Satan horrible himself. way. All right, let's have a look at this. So it says, several dozen House Democrats signed a letter asking President Joe Biden to give up his sole authority to launch nuclear weapons and, quote, consider modifying, end quote, the command and control of the U.S. nuclear forces. Uh, vesting one person with this authority entails real risks, a letter from Representative Jimmy Panetta of, of California said. Past presidents have threatened to attack other countries with nuclear weapons or exhibited behavior that caused other officials to express concern about the president's judgment. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I, I don't want to read through this, but what I do, I, look, I do want to comment on it. And what I want to say is this, is that uh, the reason, at least the reason I think, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, you guys may have a different idea about why... Um, we give the nuclear codes just to the president. But in my view, the reason for that is that you want as few people dealing with the, something of that nature as possible. 
you don't want more people to have authority over the nuclear codes. You don't want to have like you don't want to have like a hundred people in America with the ability to nuke Russia at any instance. You just want you want as few uh, people as possible at any given moment. <laughs> Sorry, in this comedy scene, there was actually a moment when Biden was like, "Okay, where is this?" <laughs> We're red back button? to the Russian comedy like, scene, guys. Like, Hold on, but I have to pause one moment so we can go <laughs> through like, the Russian comedy first. scene. All right. Like, where is this Biden was saying, okay, Trump, where is this uh, red button and where is the map? I want to I wanna send the missiles to Russia. And Trump was, like, holding the map. And I was like, well, I cut the Russia just in case. And there was a hole in the map. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <it's> genius. <laughs> no. Russian comedies aren't as funny as she it's thinks they are. It's genius. <laughs> she, she, she thinks American comedy isn't as good as Russian comedy. And I keep telling her she just un- doesn't understand all the words. It's all. It's a cultural thing. It's a cultural difference. Yeah, it's probably yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so what I'm trying to say is, as few people as possible need to have the ability to declare nuclear, you know, to launch a thermal nuclear weapon on, you know, on an enemy country or even on is a friendly country. Is it that easy to send a missile? Just press the button. No, no, no. I'm. I'm. Code. You can't fall on the nuclear football and. Or you had to call somebody. I think you or have to somebody, call somebody will call the, you the, like. I think the nuclear football just gives. Did them you actually mean that, or it's a false alarm? <laughs> right. I, I think that the code, when you put the code in, it, it's sort of like, um, you know, how you get like dual authentication on websites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can call like them. Message and be like, on your phone. <laughs> I think you call like whoever's launching the missile, and you say, "Okay, we're going to launch missiles," and they say, "Okay, punch in the code so we know it's you." Doot, 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 and then they know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, it's like a security measure. But, um, yeah, you don't want a ton of people to have it. To me, it's bizarre. It's like if, if they had some kind of a different, like, if they were requesting an authority to, like, you, you have to have, say, three different people all agree to launch a nuclear missile. That, that would actually make some degree of sense. And maybe that's what they're doing. I mean, I, I, I read the article, but I, it, it seemed like they wanted to give authority to launch nuclear weapons to somebody like Nancy Pelosi as well as the president and to me that's a terrible idea i don't want i want as few people to have access to nuclear weapons in america as possible in in terms of like launching nuclear weapons at other people but maybe i'm reading that wrong you guys can tell me what you think um but I, i i wouldn't mind a system in which you had to have say like three people agree to launch a nuclear weapon that would work i'm not super well versed in that whole system and how that all works so I probably shouldn't be reporting on this story, but it was in the news, <laughs> and I thought it was a good story to talk about. But uh, yeah, de- Democrats. Look, I guess the point of the story, the reason I wanted to cover it, was to say that Democrats are st- have still got this Trump derangement syndrome. They're like obsessed with Donald Trump. They think Donald Trump was like the worst person in the world. Donald Trump made the country better. He gave us the best quality of life we've ever had in this country, the most economic progress we've we've ever had. He's he provided us with you know, the freest country we've ever had in terms of like he's been, he was deregulating everything, or at least he was trying to. And we had a pretty good thing. We were going in a pretty good direction until COVID sort of like um, sabotaged everything. And then uh, Democrats took advantage of that, put in all these authoritarian measures and said, look, Trump's ruining the country. People fell for it. And then who knows how fair the election was. I'm not convinced that it was perfectly fair, even though we're not permitted to see that on social media. Remotely close to being fair. I think California this year voted Republican. You may be right. That may, I mean, it may be so unbelievably. I'm actually putting out a video soon, guys, 
This is one of the most important videos I've ever put out. It's all about Democrat corruption on the local level, and I think that it also suggests the Democrat corruption on the federal level because Democrat corruption is unbelievable. I mean, it is, it's a cancer, and it is spread throughout the country. If you are electing a Democrat, you are electing a criminal. It's that bad. It's that bad. All right, well, I think that's it for the news. Is that the last story? Yeah, that's the last story. All right, you want to take questions and comments? Yeah. Do we have anything uh, up? Okay, guys, you can write some questions. We've got 133 people out there. Let's see here. The Yankee the Rebel. Yankee the Rebel, guys, if you want to say hi to her. She's the one that uh, sends me the news stories every day. She, she compiles the news stories, and we, we chat on the phone sometimes, and she sends me these uh, five or six or seven or eight stories or whatever I'm doing. Ten, twelve. Ten, twelve. And she wrote, she wrote, I told you, the left are always trying to boil Trump's bunny. Uh, her, her position, her idea is that, um, like in the movie Fatal Attraction, the left is madly obsessed with Donald Trump. To the point where they want to boil his bunny. <laughs> and I don't think Valeria has ever watched the film Fatal Attraction, so I don't think she knows what that means. I but don't know. Uh, basically, it's about a woman who's so obsessed with a guy who's married that I think he's married, right? I've never seen the film, but she gets so obsessed with him that she starts like um, terrorizing him and the family, and she takes their pet rabbit and she boils it in a, in a, in a pot of water so that I think when they like, get home, their, their bunny has like, been That's killed. Terrible. It's a pretty crazy movie. I've never seen it, but, but uh, you know, I've seen clips, and I, I know a little bit about it. <laughs> um, have you ever listened to a podcast called The Squash? What's it called? The quash, I think that's how you pronounce it. No, I don't know what that. I, I don't know what you're saying. Well, somebody's written, "What's your favorite cut of steak?" Mark in Alberta. Mark in Alberta is always, always with us. He's a loyal guy. I like Mark in Alberta. I want to go to Alberta and hang out with Mark. Uh, <clears throat> okay, you're not going to like what I have to say about my favorite cut of steak, because there's two favorite cuts of steak that I eat, and really only two. Uh, Valeria, do you know what they are? Well, for sure, filet mignon. Yeah. And uh, ribeye. No, chuck steak. Chuck steak. Okay, so there's two <laughs> there's two cuts of steak I like: the most expensive cut of steak and the least expensive <laughs> cut of steak. And this is weird, and you guys are gonna think this is crazy, but I guarantee this is the best steak you'll ever have in your life. So now everybody knows filet mignon is the best cut of steak. Of course, it's amazing. You don't even have to do much to it, right? You just have to sort of uh, sizzle each end. You know, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, what is it? The Leidenfrost effect or something like that? I don't know. Am I saying that right, guys? Anyway, um, you, you just brown each side, right? And you just leave the middle medium rare. And it's fantastic. A salt, little salt and pepper. You don't even really need a sauce. You know, certain restaurants have amazing sauces, but obviously flaming you on the best. But the other best cut of steak, <laughs> you guys are going to think I'm crazy chuck steak and you can get a chuck roast and you can cut it into steaks and i tell you what you don't cut you, you can't cook it medium rare though you have to cook it medium well and the reason you have to cook it medium well is because it's a very very fatty uh steak um whereas the filet mignon is a is has almost no fat right it's like fat free uh and so you can't you can't let let you know you you, you can't overcook it it'll dry out but this um, chuck steak, it almost sort of fries in its own fat. 
And I'm telling you, man, if you'd cook that like medium well, if you like any kind of steak, medium well or well done, get a chuck steak. It's bizarrely good for how cheap it. I mean, it's the cheapest steak. Anyway, people are going to think I'm an idiot, but Donald Trump likes his steaks well done. So <laughs> I'm in his camp, but I do like a good filet mignon, medium well, uh, you know, medium, uh, medium rare like everybody. All right, let's, let's, anything else? Are you reading anything? Are you reading? Yeah. Um, All right, what do we got? Should, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Walker run for governor or senator of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Herschel, Her- Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker? Uh, yeah, Herschel, Herschel okay. Walker. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is a, uh, a baseball player, I think. So do you think, should Unless he he's run? a football player. Am I, am I a complete <laughs> idiot, guys? I, com- I don't really know that much about sports, which is embarrassing because my family loves sports and they all watch football, baseball, basketball. They watch everything. Oh, not baseball. They don't watch baseball. But uh, but I never liked sports. I, I played sports, but I never liked watching them. So I, I only know tennis a little bit. Uh, so do you think he should run for governor or senator? <laughs> sure. I mean, I mean, look, um, I used to work with athletes. I used to work uh, at the Portland Trailblazers. And uh, <laughs> there was a guy, oh man, those guys, I would say probably half the team, if not more, we're, they were incomprehensible. You could not, because I would have to interview them, right? I was in the media team and I could not get good interviews out of these guys because they were, I don't know where they were from, but they were like from like really hood, sort of ghetto black neighborhoods. And the way they spoke, I mean, I don't know what, if they're on drugs or what was going on, but I would interview them. I'd be like, hey, man, so, you know, what would you think of the game today? would be like, yeah, that was really good. And you, you couldn't get – you could not get a comprehensive interview out of half these guys. But the athletes who were sharp, you know, the athletes who could give a good interview were fantastic. I mean, they were charming. They were – you know, because I think there's something to do with sports – that gives you a kind of um, focus and, and direction. And if you're a smart person, and if, and if you're a good athlete and you're in the public eye and people like you and people, you know, then I don't see any reason. I think, I think all this criticism of actors talking about politics and stuff like that, um, the only reason you shouldn't speak out about politics if you're an actor or, a, or an athlete or some other kind of public figure is if you're wrong. <laughs> if you're wrong about politics, if you don't know what you're talking about, if you're passionate about something, you know, like AOC, right? AOC is very passionate about a lot of things and she knows nothing about the things she's passionate about. <laughs> you know, she's like, she's like very confident. She about, knows about everything and nothing at the same time. Well, she, she, she thinks she knows a lot about everything. She's very confident in the things that she says. We need to, st- we, this is our, this is our World War II. We need to stop climate change or we're all going to be dead in 12 years nine. it's like eh, nine now yeah but it's like she doesn't like what are you talking about she she's totally wrong about all of these things you know but she's like aggressively speaking about them as if she knows what she's talking about and you see that in hollywood a lot with people like george clooney right or lady gaga uh, you know they'll speak so passionately about these things but you know if herschel walker knows what he's talking about look I, i'd lo- i'd love to see some stuff on him um you know some videos or some uh, read, read some articles with him interviewing because uh, yeah man he's he's a great name I mean he's a big name so if he wants to run for office and he knows what he's doing I say heck yeah he's got my support if he's a conservative if he's a leftist nah get out of here <laughs> okay okay Alex Robin, Robertson Football. Asks, asks how likely Newsom recall huh how likely Newsom recall 
Well, I think Newsom will be recalled. I but don't think so. Well, they got the names, right? Oh, you think because of the corruption he won't be? Yeah, they're going to just say, oh, half of the signatures was illegitimate. Yeah, they'll That's probably try to do that. They are doing this already. No, you make a good point. I think you've actually convinced me. Yeah, look, he will be recalled in the sense that they're, they're probably, a, you know, whoever was doing that recall effort, I think that they accomplished their goal. I think they did what they set out to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's enough names. I think he should be recalled. But they'll probably weasel out of it. I, I would give it a very, very slim chance of actually happening because... I think they are corrupt in L.A. That's going to be part of the, the video that I'm going to put out here in the next couple of days. I want to put it out tomorrow morning. Hopefully it gets out tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm so desperate. I'm, I've been, I have so much work, you guys. I'm so overwhelmed with work right now, but I hope I get that video out by tomorrow morning. All right, what else we got, darling? Uh, Marcus, I agree with you take on the vaccination. At what point will you be willing to take it? <sighs> you know, it's a good question. If I genuinely believed that I was going to make people sick, you know, that I thought there was a high chance that I was going to make people sick and that they, those people were going to die of COVID, I probably would take, take the vaccine. But Valeria and I are kind of a funny case. Um, we, we, um, before the, the, the virus started, um, well, we were very poor a couple years ago. Like when we met, we were very, very poor. And then I started my channel, my YouTube channel, and we started to do reasonably well, you know, a little bit better, a little bit better. We've got a nice apartment. We've got a nice, beautiful cat. And Valeria can afford clothes now. So <laughs> do you just roll your eyes at me? This is why I did a camera on you so I could show you how show everybody how mean you are to me. You know that I'm working, too. <laughs> oh, you you make money as well. Of course, you still make money. She was just at work today, actually. Yeah. Woke um, up four thirty in the morning and just. I'm got not home saying I'm not saying before you started. The I show. did not say you don't work. I never. I said we're doing better since I started my YouTube channel. I didn't say that you were just a complete. Anyway, she's she's, she's over, overly sensitive about this stuff. But anyway, we were very poor. Then we did reasonably well. What was the point that I was trying to make? Oh yeah. Um, and so w- one weird thing about that was that we didn't really have money to travel when we first met. You know, we couldn't, we couldn't just go to Hawaii. We couldn't just go to Chicago. We couldn't do anything like that. I mean, that would have been crazy. We didn't have the money for anything like that. But once I started my YouTube channel, I met some people. Um, you know, we, we got some sponsorship. And now I can, you know, now I can take a trip occasionally to, to somewhere kind of interesting. And so um, we've actually traveled more since the lockdown, since the pandemic started, than I think we've ever traveled before in our lives. <laughs> We've traveled like crazy. We've traveled all over the country. Uh, she can't leave the country yet. She's still a she's still a, a dirty immigrant. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. uh, hopefully she'll she'll will be able to leave the country soon and, and fly around the world. And do you know the reason why I still don't have my? It's my fault. I know. No, it's Trump's fault. Oh, yeah, <laughs> because he changed the immigration. It's rules all Trump's I, fault. That's that's it's true. But Trump's I don't. Fault. I'm not. I'm not mad at Trump. Mm-hmm. He did the right thing. Yeah. He did the right thing. Who is supposed to stay in America? Because everyone is welcome into the country yeah. from around the world, except Russians. We don't want, <laughs> <laughs> especially beautiful Russian women. We don't want you here. Um, okay, so so uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is we've traveled more since the pandemic started than we ever traveled before in our lives. We, we've never, obviously we, there was no vaccine. Um, we've, we've always been sort of like... Well, when, when they closed everything down, mm-hmm. I I was laid off the job. My yeah, job, you couldn't work. Yeah, I couldn't work, and I was like, "Well, Chris, take the car, cat, and let's travel around California." Yeah, 
and then go to Texas for Fourth of July, and then go to Chicago for election. And we actually had a coronavirus party where we were all drinking Corona beers over at uh, slightly offensive over at Elijah's place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Elijah Schaefer, and uh, it was just a big party, a bunch of YouTubers. Because and stuff. my logic was okay. There is a virus, deadly. For old people, I mean, like a kind of like a. Flu. Yeah, we, we we had an idea at the beginning I, about I had how an dangerous idea. it actually was. I had an idea for me. It better to catch it right now. Yeah. I'll get over it, <laughs> and when the job will come back, you know what I was afraid of. So we were trying to well, catch it. This is I this did is true. Try, I was going to get to that. To, yeah. I'm trying to explain why was I trying to actually yeah. get sick and be done with this because I'm healthy, young. I'll be I'll be I'll be okay. It's not like super dangerous for me. I thought when my job will like everything going back to work and stuff like this i thought i don't know why i was thinking about this uh-huh. that they will take the people back to work call people back who had antibodies who were already sick she works i don't in know Hollywood why and they're very, i don't know very why i was about thinking virus. about that i was like yeah. it's better for me to get sick now than no we we discussed this early on we we and were now, like it's better for us to get the virus early yeah get over it be immune and, and not have to deal with all this masks and we stuff. start working since like november september october mm-hmm. and we get tested guys i'm yeah. not joking every single day i get tested five times a week sometimes even twice in one day yeah and every time i'm afraid that the result is going to get came out positive because i never got this coronavirus yeah and we try we kind of tried we were like let's let's I go mean, to we texas like texas is like the handrails well, yeah like, like there like is that. the most cases in texas let's go to texas <laughs> yeah we we went to texas we went to chicago we went to washington dc we went to new york we went to uh, boston we went to hawaii we went to oregon we went everywhere and we could not catch this stupid virus we were on planes all over the place yeah, I was licking, licking my hands after I touched some handles. I'm joking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't do that. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we were very anti-mask. Like, we didn't wear masks almost anywhere. Uh, we were having a lot of fun. Uh, going around, tr- not. I mean, I don't know if we were actively trying to catch the virus, but we were just like I was. I we were was. just like, if we catch the virus, it's actually probably a good thing because then we can get over it, and then we can be, then we can be around my parents, then we can be around my. I have an aunt that lives down here in in L.A. Aunt, uh, great aunt Pauline, she's like a hundred, and uh, you know, and I actually did see her during the pandemic. She said, "Come on over, I'm not worried about it." We were like, "Okay," <laughs> we came over. She's still alive. Uh, yeah, and, and so we can't seem to catch it, and I don't really know why, because she gets tested, like, almost every day, and, um, I get tested quite often, whenever we fly, whenever we go anywhere, I get tested, and, uh, yeah, we just haven't been able to catch it, so... So, would you take a vaccine? Yeah, so that's the question. I don't really see a good reason to take the vaccine. Obviously, I haven't caught the virus. There's always a possibility I'll catch it. I have a sneaking suspicion that we, we were sick... I was sick maybe back You mean like in last year, like October or something? November, because every year when there are but, but we did season, take we I did get... take the test to see if we had antibodies in January, I think. No, 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 no. It was April. Oh, it was the all the way in April? antibodies tests were in April. Ah, but the problem is right. if no, you no, got yeah, sick... Yeah, I don't know why I thought January. Yeah, the problem is that if you um, like recovered from COVID, antibodies can disappear in like two weeks or 30 days. That's right, yeah. So... You're not going to be able to detect them. I Maybe I was sick, maybe I'm we not. We may have know. been sick very early on. I don't know. But the point is, this vaccine's experimental. Yeah, but I think, um, I think uh, virus started in California around Chinese New Year. Yeah. What is it? Like January? 
So some people think like I'm this? crazy because I like vaccines. I think vaccines are great, amazing things that have saved millions of lives and are one of the greatest technological advancements we've ever had in our in our um, society. Um, and so I think everybody should should take flu vaccines every year and and should and should be should vaccinate their kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I don't really criticize people who don't uh, because I you know I realize that different people have different information. They they think different things. Valeria's shaking her head right now like she wants to kill me. So Valeria is one of these people. She hates vaccines. She thinks they're terrible. Um, you know, we get in fist fights about this all the time. She beats me. Um, <laughs> I cry. It's it's very sad. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, no. Uh, you know, people have their different perspectives about it. But this is a new technology. This new vaccine is a new technology. So we don't know all the little details about what the potential um, side effects are. And uh, I'd rather not take it if I don't have to. And I and I feel like for us anyway. Because we've we've done so much, we've been so many places, we've been tested so much, we've and we don't wear masks. I mean, we don't wear masks. The we only don't. time we wear masks is when we actually legitimately have to. Like we're trying to well, buy. Well, when I'm going to grocery store, I'm wearing mask. Yeah. That easy to easy to breathe in this mask than without yeah, we the mask. Get fake it's masks. like a fake mask. Here's yeah. how you know the masks are baloney, because if the masks were were genuinely like. A, if the, if, the, if the politicians genuinely thought that the masks were effective or, or, or thought that that was a good idea for the public to wear masks, they would actually mandate that we wear uh, N95 masks because N95 masks actually are effective. The masks that they dictate we wear are like a piece of cloth around your face. They don't stop anything. They don't help anything. It's ridiculous. Like, why are you demanding that we do something that obviously doesn't work? So if they were di- if they were mandating N95 masks, I would take them seriously. They don't mandate N95 masks, and so I know they're just virtue signaling. They're just pretending that that you know, they're they're mandating something that works when it actually doesn't. So I don't I don't take the mask thing seriously. I know masks don't really work. That at least the masks that they're mandating, N95 masks work, but those aren't mandated. So I don't give a crap what the government says about that. All right, what are we I doing? I like this question from. Okay, hit me. I think it's NNY Moose. Hey Valeria. I Wait, hold on, this, hold on. I so guess this question. Mark wrote Valeria Bug Chaser. Now that's a pretty um sorry to go on a tangent here, but that's a pretty like a uh, uh, gross thing because actually there are guys that are called I think they're called bug chasers. What is it? And they're guys they're guys that are like mental, gay men in like San Francisco who go to gay brothels and try to find this most sickly looking person because they want to have sex with them so they can catch AIDS. Oh my god. Because there's there are people who are so desperate for attention and want that victim attention that they want to catch AIDS so that people will take care of them. Am I like, like this? Because you're trying to catch coronavirus? <laughs> no, you were trying I to I try it. But that's I, a very different I reason. Tried before you weren't be, trying to get like I attention for being be, a victim. Be, uh, before I start working again now, I'm afraid. Because if I'm tested positive, yeah, we're I'm not out we're, tr- of work. we're not trying to get it now because I'm we get out of work for yeah, two weeks with no pay. All right, go ahead and read the next. Okay, next and then why moves asking? I think it's for me actually a question. Hey Valeria, <laughs> did Chris propose in a romantic way, or did he just hide your passport until you agreed to <laughs> marry him? We did not. Uh, we did not really have a traditional uh, proposal slash wedding. We basically just talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't even have rings back then. <laughs> we didn't even have rings. I was so poor. We just, <laughs> we just went to the courthouse. <laughs> you know what's, You know what's more funny? I didn't even have any white clothing. I had like a <laughs> small black dress and like a pink. 
pink kind of blazer. That actually makes sense because before we met, you were a prostitute. God. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of a Norm McDonald joke. That was bad, guys. I promise she was not actually a prostitute before we met. That was a, that was a pretty extreme eye roll again. That's why I need a camera on her, but she doesn't want to do it. All right, do we have anything else? I think we can finish. All right, we can finish today. now. Um, somebody wrote, they're conditioning us, forbidden chocolate wrote, they're conditioning us and dehumanizing us to each other. And let, let me just say this. The masks are kind of like a symbol of silencing. They, they like, it's like they want us, I actually did a video about this that I'm going to post soon. Um, the lockdown silence us, the masks silence us. We're no longer allowed to communicate, you know, person to person. They've already silenced us to some degree by creating this hysteria around, like, um, you know, about kids getting kidnapped and stuff like that. So people don't let their kids play outside. They don't want people, they don't want human to human contact anymore. They want all of our communication to be done online. And what does this facilitate? It facilitates the control of the flow of information. They can censor the speech they don't want, and they can allow the speech they do want in a in a closed system uh like the internet you know where we're all using certain social media sites and so they want to be able to control as much of the information as they can and i know that sounds really like, like a conspiracy theory but i do th and i don't know if there's a, you know i don't think there's any kind of grand plan about this but i think different kind of factions recognize different kinds of things and there are certain people that realize it's better for them if human beings no longer interact face to face and i think that's absolutely terrible and we should all get out more, go outside, go to a park, hang out, and nobody should wear masks anymore anywhere they go. That's my, that's my final words. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, that's it. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. Uh, I'm toxic. She's masculine. Together, we are toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity. <laughs> Did you, were you trying to do that at the same time? Yeah. That was almost cute. Almost. That was almost cute. Next time. Next time. I'll, I'll slow it down next time for you. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for watching, and we will catch you tomorrow. Good night. Good night. I'm going to risk the cat.